business of drag and me with your host, the wonderful Brayden. We'll talk about taxes. We'll talk about business. We'll talk about life. Spill the tea. See you there. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Business of Drag podcast, where I, your host, Brayden, a regionally known tax professional, interviews internationally acclaimed drag talents. Like today's guest, a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10 and All Stars 5, Mayhem, welcome to the show. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Trying to survive in the summer heat right now. Uh, yeah, I feel you. Do you have air conditioning? I do, thank God. Okay, that's good. So we have that like in our house, but not my office is actually a converted garage. So I'm doing my best out here with a fan. But you know, (laughs) luckily, I think it's maybe like a little cooler in San Diego than you are. You know, it's probably like 78, 80 today. It's not too terrible, but oh, that's not too bad. I was down there yesterday and it was hot. Yeah, it was it was pretty warm. Okay, so first question for you as we get started. can you tell us your preferred name that you like to go by, by me or anyone else, both in and out of drag, along with your preferred pronouns? Okay, so my preferred pronouns are uh, And no, <laughs> no uh, I am very like fluid with it. I'm, I'm just like he, him, she, her, like I, 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 whatever it is, I go with it. So okay, cool, I'm cool. not very particular, um, but uh, Dwan is my given name that I go by. And then of course, Mayhem Miller is the stage name. Guess who finally decided to crash the party? <laughs> Um, but usually everyone calls me May. So, okay. Yeah. Beautiful. I like that. May. I noticed that it was your um, Zoom name. I ask because <laughs> I know everyone has their own preference, right? And one of the things, uh, and I'm curious to see what other people's thoughts are on this, but I, as like a, a tax person, I'm a lawyer by background. I always kind of think of it as like May or Mayhem would be like the uh, talent in your business. And then you, Dewan, are like the CEO of the business behind the scenes. But everyone else feels like, you know, a little bit different about that based on their personal preferences. It's, I always, the rule of thumb I go with when it comes to that, I'm like, however I introduce myself to you, then that's the way to go. Okay. So if I introduce myself, if I'm as Mayhem, I'm like, it's fine. You can call me Mayhem. But <laughs> if you meet me as Dewan, I'm like, just call me Dewan. It's cool. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I know. I also know like some uh, some queens like don't really like having their personal name out there either. So it's always good to good to ask. Okay, we're going to kick it off with like a lightning round of questions. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. Okay, so we'll start pretty simple. Uh, tea or coffee? Tea. Tea. Tea or coffee. Are you a fan? I wait what <laughs> I said what about Tia coffee the drag queen are you <laughs> I was like I know that name how do I know that name <laughs> well uh I, I'll say I'm a fan okay cool 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 um I just I had to ask that one after saying tea or coffee so tea uh beer <laughs> wine cocktails or mocktails wet what <laughs> what does that mean 
<laughs> as long as it's wet. Uh, oh, I'm okay. You'll, you'll drink it. You're good. Okay. Awesome. Um, you have the night off of work. Are you staying in or going out? Oh, I'm staying in. Okay. But you said you did go out last night and you were not working, right? Yeah. Last so, night I was like, okay, I need a drink and I want to go dancing. So. Okay. I like that. All right. Um, favorite season of Drag Race other than your own? Ooh, two. Because Morgan was on that one? Yeah, Morgan and Raven were on that one. And it, it was the one that they lied to me about auditioning for. Because I thought we all said no when they okay. asked. Back then, they uh, they would scout talent. So they came and asked us if we wanted to do it. And we all were like, no. Yeah, and then I didn't, like didn't know what it was going to be at that point, I'm sure. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, when I got like started watching it, I think season two and three were on Hulu and I like binged those. And that was like right before season four, like aired. So season four was the first one I watched like live. Oh, okay. Wait, who's in four? Um, Chad, Sharon, Fifi. Yeah. Okay. That was a good one. <laughs> yes, that was a pretty, that was a pretty good one. Um, your favorite go-to lip sync song. Show me love Robin S. Okay. Favorite place to perform. Oh my gosh. Um, VIP nightclub. Where, where is that? That's here in Riverside. Okay, cool. I'll have to, I'll have to go up for a show sometime. Favorite month of the year for drag. <laughs> December because it's cool <laughs> I don't sweat in the middle of winter thank god okay I thought that would be kind of an interesting question to see what people people would say I'm like I don't know maybe people really love like Halloween I have no idea um, no I hate Halloween oh you hate that hate why yeah. because like everyone thinks they're a drag queen on Halloween is that why well a lot of drag queens are born on Halloween which is uh -huh. true um but I hate it because everyone wants you to pit them in drag. Yeah. They, they need to pay. They need to, yeah, they got to pay for that, right? Oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> yeah, no more painting people for free. Absolutely not. Okay. Well, that actually is like a great lead in to my next question. So imagine okay. you're back on RuPaul's Drag Race and your task mm -hmm. is to give me a family makeover. What song are you picking for me to lip sync to? Oh my God. I would never pick for someone. I would have to ask you things about yourself. Okay. And try to lead you in a direction that you should go. All right. It'd have to be something really easy because I possess none of the requisite talents it would take to be a good drag queen. So can you sing? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So we can't go the singing route because <laughs> I would say just sing happy birthday and that could be your performance. Okay. I like that. I like that. I actually <laughs> thought if I had to do this, um, I would, uh, I would have a reveal and then under the reveal, it would just be like a baggy t-shirt that says, go girl, give us nothing. And then I would do <laughs> like, a, like a soft, like a soft choreo Hillary Duff moment. I look, you just uh, planned out my whole performance for tonight. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm at least going to get like one laugh out of this. Right. I mean, I, drag should be fun at the end of the day. It shouldn't yeah. be taken seriously. Agreed. Like that's something that works like for your very first lip sync of your life. And then you're kind of fucked after that. Yeah. After that, then you're going to have to like, you know, come up with something else. Yes, exactly. I'll have to go back <laughs> to the drawing board. Okay. So that was, that was fun. Give us a little bit of background. Now I want to kind of ask you a little bit about your 
drag journey. So you mentioned a lot of drag queens are born on Halloween. Was that your drag birthday as well? No, my drag birthday is May 10th. Um, and uh, I just recently celebrated my 20th anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. Does one like throw a party for that or what do you do? Well, I share my drag birthday with Raven. We started the same show, same club, same day. Um, and we used to celebrate. We used to like have a party every year for it. And now, you know, we're just at that point where it's like, girl, it's just another fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I gotcha. Fun. Okay. So what made you kind of decide you wanted to get started? I wanted to start doing drag for a few reasons. One, I discovered it like, like most people through television and movies. I saw um, Tu Wong Fu when I was a kid. I saw RuPaul, of course, and was very intrigued by it. Um, but I didn't see it until I was an adult when I went to my first club here in Riverside at VIP and saw my first drag show and was completely mesmerized. And I was like, okay, um, I want to do this. Like it's, I, I had a theater background on like uh -huh. sang and dance and did choir and theater all throughout middle school, high school. So it was like, okay, once I left high school, it was like, this is kind of like theater, but like the way I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to our, um, it was a competition at the club and I just wanted to go and support my friends that were going to compete, but I wanted to go and drag just to hang out and just be pretty. And yeah. I went and the host was like, why are you not in the show? I think that's pretty good. If the first time, first time in drag, you're being asked why you're not performing. Yeah. She, well, back then I used to be a go-go dancer and okay. she looked at me and was like, aren't you the guy that's, always on the box and I'm like yeah <laughs> she's like well why aren't you on stage like you're obviously not afraid of the stage why are you not in the show and I'm like yeah oh I didn't think about it and she was like you need to do it next time so I did the competition and won and realized that I could make money doing this <laughs> and like get that. free drinks <laughs> so I was like all right well I'm gonna do it more often and that little hobby turned into a career <laughs> 20 nice. years later. <laughs> yeah, I, I always wonder like what the allure is for everyone. Cause I'm assuming it's a little bit different for everybody, whether it's, you know, like you want to be like, you want to be on stage, you, you like having an audience. If it's more like the glamour, the makeup, like that aspect, it's, it sounds like probably all of that for you. It was all of it. Like I love performing. I love the glamour of drag. Um, I, you know, I'm an artist. So like being able to express yourself, you know, in that type of, uh, way is different than the normal. So yeah. it, it just was so much fun. And then of course the attention and, um, I was pretty, so <laughs> <laughs> we do. I was pretty. I'm like, why not go out and be pretty yeah. and like, just be, you know, praised by so many people when you walk into a room, like it, it, it was just so much of all of that put together. That was like, okay, I want to do this. Yeah, we do all like attention do you do you ever watch family guy are you a fan i used to i haven't watched it recently yeah same i watched it like probably in in high school but there there's a scene where they go to the fair and um i forget what the son's name is i want to say it's chris if anyone's listening and they're like yes. a huge fan <laughs> okay so chris 
Uh, he plays like a carnival game and his prize is a gay, like, you know, probably not super PC nowadays, but he wins the gay. <laughs> and then the, he asks, he's like, what, what does he eat? And the guy said compliments. And he's like, oh my God, I love your shirt. Thank you. Still hungry. And then he just, <laughs> and I tell the story because it's my college best friend said that like, that was me. Um, so I understand that aspect of like wanting oh, to do well, drag for I, sure. I think the queen is coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'll stay, I'll stay, I'll stay a little bit in the background helping with the tax stuff. So you did mention like you got well, started. Good to know, I'm going to need it. I said, that's good to know. Cause I need a new tax person. <laughs> okay. I got you. I got you. We'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk about that for sure. We're kind of um, getting into that because you mentioned like you, you did your um, you did this competition you won, you realized you could make money at this. What was it like? So you're full-time in drag now. How long were you not full-time? And what was it like when you started out? Ooh, um, the early stages of drag, I think, I think maybe three years into me doing drag, I still had a nine to five. Uh -huh. And after I realized that there was no way to juggle a nine to five and working until two, three o'clock in the morning, um, I had to make a choice. And I was like, I want to choose the creative avenue. And so I let go of the nine to fives and just really immerse myself in trying to uh, build something with mayhem. Yeah. And what, what was your nine to five? <laughs> um well this is where it gets interesting um when I left high school I didn't have the money to go to college so I decided to go to work and save money um and I ended up joining AmeriCorps which is like a, a domestic peace corps and mm -hmm. I was placed locally here in my community to work with underprivileged children and um i I basically uh, taught creative writing classes, leadership skills, uh, and after-school programs. And nice. then once I did that for a year, um, I ended up getting offered a job through the mayor of Riverside, and I worked with the city and worked within the school district system. And I worked in elementary, middle school, and high schools um, doing uh, drug and alcohol prevention. Okay. And so I would go to schools and promote uh, you know, just leadership classes, uh, trainings on um, how, how to deal with substance abuse and other avenues you can do um, outside of that. Just, just, you know, trying to like steer kids in the right direction, yeah. you know, so that they don't detour. And um, I did that for a few years. And... So you're teaching the children like during the day and then in the evening with the glamour. And then at night I'm being a complete debaucherous person. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So yeah, that sounds wild to me because you know, you're working full time and then you're going, how many drag shows are you doing a week at this point in time? Well, at that point it was like maybe one show a week. Yeah. Uh, but I was back then there weren't so many drag shows because drag was not popular at that yeah. point. So I would just go out to different places in drag every night just to get my name out there and get people to talk about me and know who I was as a as a socialite uh, in the nightlife scene. So it was just me networking every night in drag from LA to Palm Springs, San Diego, Orange County, 
just boom, 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 hitting up all the spots. And so what I'm curious about, because I, you know, I have my own business. So I understand the work that goes into building a business, like the networking behind it. What's hard for me to picture though, is like, during what time are you like gathering all of your looks and like doing all of that? Like, are you sewing costumes? Are you just buying stuff? What does that look like? No, because back then I was poor. (laughs) (laughs) And a, a truly struggling artist. So a lot of my drag was um, gifted to me or yeah. I stole it. <laughs> and this was like pre-Amazon. So you couldn't like two day ship it to your house. I, I no, there was no such thing as Amazon. I would go to like Forever 21 or the local swap meet and like buy a little dress and try to find some jewelry and a wig and just, you know, piece together something to look presentable to go out in. And then um, like Queens, like Raja would like call me or call Morgan and be like, come to my house. I have a bag full of trash that I don't want anymore. And so I would get a lot of hand-me-downs from her. And um, within those hand-me-downs, I now own three of RuPaul's drag, or not RuPaul's drag race, RuPaul's old drag that Raja ended up getting many years ago. So like, um, so I have like three things that RuPaul used to wear and I I've never been able to show her either and I'm so fucking <laughs> mad because every time I've been on drag race I bring those things with me so I could be like oh when I have my one-on-one I could be like look at the things that I have that you used to have and she'll be like what how the fuck did that happen so did you just you did you just forget with all of the other like millions of things they're asking you to do like in front of yeah the you just get lost in the moment yeah <laughs> until you get home you're like oops <laughs> So I'm, I'm curious when it comes to drag race, I always wonder as I start to interview people on this podcast, is this something that like, you're like, I love to be part of it. And I love to talk about it all the time. Or to a certain extent, do you wish like people would ask you non-drag release race related questions more? On my social media, all my followers know, do not, whenever I go live, do not ask me about drag race. <laughs> Fair. That is my rule. If you ask me about drag race, you, it's a quick way to get blocked. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. so like when people come in they're like oh what do you think of this season all my followers usually will comment to whoever that person is and they're like you will get blocked if you ask her that again she is not playing if uh-huh. she is not talking about drag race do not ask about drag race and do you do you have that um kind of perspective towards like your experience on your show where you really don't want to talk about like the current seasons that are airing or both i i always tell everyone i will speak freely about my experiences sure. with the show, but I do not like being asked about current seasons because for one, I don't know those people personally. And yeah. I hate, I would hate to say something out of pocket or out of turn and it be used against me. So, cause I know how the fan base is and how messy people can be. So if I were to, <laughs> say, if you were to ask me about someone, I would be like, uh, I don't know her. And then people are like, oh, she doesn't like that person. And, this, no, no, no. So oh, I don't yeah, stay yeah. away from talking about Drag Race uh, when it comes to other seasons than mine. Yeah, I, uh, so I've always been a huge fan, but mostly just watch the show. And then I'm, I very, I'm very active on YouTube, but never really on social media. And so for uh-huh. this new business, I just created a Twitter account for it right before DragCon and started following everyone. And I'm like, this is, man, this is wild. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> These people are out of control. But oh, yeah. You know, entertaining, I guess. The fan base is insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just like everything. I don't know. I guess to me, it's like a lot of people are just like, everything's like black and white. There's no nuance. Like uh, any, anyhow, it's uh, 
it's uh, a little bananas. So you're working, you're doing your thing three years, full-time in your uh, full-time gig, obviously, uh, basically probably doing drag full-time as well. It sounds like you really had two full-time jobs. What, what changed for you once you were able to leave your nine to five? And if you don't mind me asking, was that like financially scary for you? Like saying goodbye to that paycheck? It was extremely terrifying because um, I was taking a leap of faith and believing in my art. And I really thought if I dedicated myself to mayhem, it's going to happen. Yeah. And I know I knew if I continued doing my nine to five, I would not be fully immersing myself and my energy into make, making that come to. So I was just like, you know what, let's just do it. And if you have to eat, you know, top ramen for <laughs> the next few years, you're just going to have to do it. If you're going to sleep on couches, you're going to have to fucking do it. So, yeah, yeah. did having did having that extra time in your schedule, like afford you flexibility to do things that you weren't able to do before that? No, because I was bad with managing my time. <laughs> <laughs> so I would go out all night long and then I would sleep all day long and then wake up and re rinse and repeat. So uh -huh. my whole lifestyle completely changed. Well, you were probably, I, I, I hope at least you were like better rested for your gigs than at that point. I'll, always rested and hungover. <laughs> rested and hungover. All right. Just drink. I'm telling past ma'am to drink a lot of water. Um, that would have been good advice. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of like, speaking of good advice, it's like one specific question I had for you. If you could tell, I won't make you do the whole, like tell 20 years ago, you like, I think that's played out enough on drag race already but if you were going to uh, give advice to like a new queen who's getting started now on what you wish you would have known then what would you tell them don't quit your day job <laughs> <laughs> for but for but for how long like until you're making x amount of money in your drag business i i with the younger kids now whenever they ask me things i always tell them you need to make sure that you have a security blanket you have to make sure that you make the smart decisions and the smart moves. If you have a job that is paying your bills and uh -huh. you are set, then you need to keep that and yeah. make drag a secondary thing, make it a hobby, make it something that you do on the weekends or every so often you come out and do something special once a month or don't think that you can automatically get into drag and it's going to turn into this uh, huge career because it does not happen for everyone. And then sometimes you get you know, lost in trying yeah. to make that happen. So if you have something good going, keep it. <laughs> Don't be stupid and jump because you need to make sure that you're going to be taken care of. Yeah, what, what I like to tell like my clients is uh, typically this is for other, you know, for other businesses in the past, but like, don't leave your job until your side hustle that you want to be your full hustle is paying, can afford to pay at least 50% of your bills. And you yes. have the other 50% of your bills saved in the bank account from your full-time job for however long you think it's going to get, you know, the revenue to get there, which is usually like about six months to a year of savings. Absolutely. Good advice. Yeah. This is the, the sexy information we were going to share on the, on the business of drag podcast <laughs> savings.
Very exciting. Uh, so you mentioned you were going around Forever 21, all these different stores, uh, buying some uh, outfits and things for your shows. Um, I'm assuming that you weren't being super diligent about keeping all those receipts at that point in time. <laughs> What was your record keeping process like? I bought <laughs> receipts. <laughs> receipts? You keep receipts, in your receipts yeah. now? I don't know. I, you know what? I'm terrible at keeping track of everything. I'm very bad. Um, but thank God of having like digital like records of what I spend because I'm like, okay, at least I know that I spent this here, spent that there, and. But before holding actual copies of receipts, that was just a mess. I could never yeah. really stay on top of that. Do you have a business account for your drag? Like a business bank account? I used to. Okay. <laughs> I used to. I had got some bad advice um, uh -huh. once uh -huh. I got in drag race. And someone told me, you need to start a business and this and that and that. And um, it just became a mess. And when, why, was, why do you think that was bad advice? Um, the person who was in like trying to steer me in that direction was trying to also, um, you know, take advantage of me because I didn't know what to sure. do about this whole thing. So it was like, okay, well, let me manage your money and, you know, give me all this access to your money and everything will be fine and i was like wait what am i what am i doing i'm gonna end wow. up being one of these people that you see these celebrities that end up saying oh i'm bankrupt because i didn't know what i was doing with my money and i l trusted someone with all this information and they robbed me blind so i was like uh yeah no let's get you out of the equation and let me actually take care of my business the way that i need to and so i uh, dissolved my business a couple years back and um, now starting to do the proper things nice. like I should have done the first time around. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I, so here's the thing. It's always good to give someone access to your financial records if they're a trusted professional who can give you advice, but no one else should ever be able to spend, spend your money for you. So they should have that <laughs> level of access, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Was this person a friend, a tax professional, or like a man, like a manager type of person? Um, this person was uh, had a lot of different hats. Okay, got it. So got it, got it. I I had got information from another person who was like, "Oh, you should try this person because they do everybody's stuff." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no." Yeah, I, my goal, and there are a lot of different kind of like fields, obviously. Um that serve really every type of business, but I I'm going to be doing a podcast on the different types of financial professionals. Like what's a CFO, a CPA. I'm technically a tax attorney. What's the difference between all of us? Who should you trust? All that kind of stuff. What I would really like to do is uh, get a hold of some of the client contracts from some of the people that serve these industries. So I can see uh, what these entertainment professionals are signing on for when they uh, work with these. With these people because I've heard a lot of I've heard a lot of interesting stuff just from the hand from the small handful of people I've talked to <laughs> I feel really bad for some of my sisters uh -huh. <laughs> who have been taken advantage of because as you probably have heard a lot of people um walk into the fame of drag race and get yeah. propelled into this whole like different monster of the industry and they they don't know they they're, they're ignorant to it and they just trust whoever comes along 
and yeah. realize that some of these people are not working in their best interests. So, yeah. And I mean, the, the reality is, is there's, you know, a lot of people who want to capitalize off your success. Um, I'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with that because I would put myself in that bucket. Like I've started this new business in this industry because you all are doing a lot of great things. You're making money, but I realize someone needs to help you manage that money. But you know, there's people who are going to do it with integrity and people who aren't. So we just got to be careful who we work with at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about some, um, like some of the gigs that you're doing. So we talked about, um, I mentioned that I'm going to be at your show in San Diego this Wednesday. When you do these shows, what's the makeup of like pretty established, uh, Queens and entertainers versus like people who are pretty new on the scene? What do you mean? Say, ask me one more time. Yeah. So what I'm getting, what I'm getting at the direction that we're headed in is I'm curious how hard it is for newer drag queens to break into the scene, what they have to do, what's considered professional. Like, who do you like to work with? <laughs> what would you tell them? Like, Hey bitch, stop doing that. If you want us to take you seriously, this whole conversation is, is what I want to have. It's so much easier these days to become a drag queen because everyone has access to knowing how to before yeah. back in the day you didn't have that information. You had to know another queen who can actually teach you and show you. And I was lucky to have a mentor who guided me in the right direction and basically, you know, let me know, hey, I will help you one time and you have to figure it out for the rest. You know, this is supposed to be your your art. It's supposed to be yeah. personal. It's supposed to be what you discover from it. And I, I I love that aspect of how drag used to be. It's because it was, it was, you have more ownership because it's yours. You develop it and it becomes something. It's not just manufactured like this overnight and it's boom, presto. Now, you know, someone could go on, on YouTube or uh, look at someone's Instagram and say, okay, I studied this person's face. I know how to wear these are the wigs that are current that everyone likes. This is the type of uh, outfit that I need to have made. And, oh, this person tagged this designer, you know, in this picture. So I'm going to reach out to them and have them make me something similar. Like, it's so much easier. And it's, for me, it's not true art because it's a copy of someone else's work. Yeah. You know? do, you so, feel like, do you feel like there are a lot of queens now where you can look at them and say like, oh, like, you're doing Raven's makeup or you're doing Trixie's makeup. Oh, absolutely. Like I just had this conversation with Trixie the other day and I was like, Raven really uh, revolutionized and taught a whole new generation of queens how to do makeup because they all look like her now. They all take that blueprint and that's what they apply to how they do drag, which is amazing. I'm happy what my friend has did, but um, for me, like a lot of people think that that's the only way that you're supposed right. to be dragging and that's the only way that you're supposed to look. And um, I've had people be like, oh, well, I don't like the way you do your makeup. I'm like, well, that's what my face does. I give you what I give you. It's not what you want me to give you because then that means that I'm not doing my art. I'm 
doing what you want me to do, which is not what this is. <laughs> I know very little about makeup and I feel like I could confidently say that you have very, very good makeup. And I would imagine that a lot of people who actually know what they're talking about compliment you on it pretty regularly. I, you know what, it, it's probably the most dearest thing to me because one of my nine to fives before when we were talking about it, uh, my last nine to five was, I was a makeup artist for Clinique for a couple of years. And I really loved the artistry of doing makeup. That's what kind of really, really, really made me want to dive more into it. And um, when great makeup artists acknowledge my work and tell me that they like what I do is the biggest compliment that I yeah. can ever get from anyone. Because I'm like, the main the main uh, thing of, of, of drag artists is your, your art, it's your paint. So, mm -hmm. When someone recognizes your paint as being ex uh, extraordinary and excellent, like it's like okay, yay! I I I I did what I was supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, I get a I get the same feeling when I write a lot of wedding industry contracts, and my clients tell me that their client, who's a lawyer, said that they had a really good contract. Same thing, just a lot less a lot less exciting and sexy. Than what you're about. <laughs> um, so I'm curious if you don't mind sharing about uh, Raven though, because from someone who, again, doesn't really know anything about makeup, what is it from Raven's makeup that people are like lifting or what did she do like at whatever point in time that was like distinct enough that people wanted to copy it? Um, I think her style is very influenced by eye. Yeah. And the way that she shapes an eye, it's always pulled and it's angled at a certain like way that it's just it changes the eye shape and the way she does and manipulates it and the way that she contours and highlights it is it, it's a master class <laughs> it's so fucking good um that style like i'm not going to tell too much because <laughs> um but uh i i i know where the inspiration came from and um uh -huh it's amazing what, what she has done with it. And um, I, shit, I wish my skill level was uh, up there. <laughs> well, what do you, do you ever, do you ever, uh, do you ever bump into newer drag queens and be like, you stole my face? Does that ever happen to you? Uh, no, I get a lot of younger queens who tell me <laughs> that they stole my face. <laughs> and you're like, I don't see it for you. Like you didn't do a very good job. I it's, it's flattering because I get a lot of queens that will tell me, not even, even older queens too. They'll say, I've watched your tutorials or I watched you, you know, paint uh, on your live or whatever. And they're like, I learned so much from the way that you paint because I do paint differently than the typical queen of color. Like my, my technique is way different than how a lot of people do it. So, so a lot of people will let me know like, wow, like you showed me something I did not know. What's and different? What's different about it? Um, I like to contour using powder, not cream. A lot of people like to contour cream. I don't. Um, the way I manipulate light is different. Like I, I paint for a back row in the fucking stadium. Like I want you to see definition and structure. Um, a lot of people want to go for the more softer, um, uh, I, 
I want to say like softer, like Instagram. I was uh, going to say Instagram. Media. Yeah. <laughs> uh, minimal. A lot of people like a minimal uh, look these days. And I'm a maximist. Like I, I want all the makeup. I want the glitter. I want the rhinestones. I want, I want all the fucking color. Like I want drag and I paint for that. Okay, so I think that's, uh, you said you're a maximalist. I think it's a good transition because I wanted to ask you a little bit about like the, co like the cost of makeup. You said you used to work for Clinique and was that in a department store? They don't have like standalone stores, do they? I'm probably no. really ignorant. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was at Clinique and uh, um, in a Macy's. Okay, cool. Yeah. So how does, how does like the cost of drag makeup differ from you know someone who's just wanting like everyday makeup look are you spending like a shit ton more because you're putting more on or using different kind of product like what does that look like i'm one of the people who will tell you uh cheap is good uh-huh <laughs> especially when it comes to drag makeup because we use so much of it and for someone like me who works nightly um you go through it faster than, you know, a, a normal person who will, will wear makeup, you know, every so often. So I always go the cheapest route because it's not about the product. It's about how you apply it, how you use it. Um, and working in the beauty industry for so long, I know that for a fact, a lot of makeup is uh, manufactured um, in the same laboratories, the same uh, factories, but just packaged differently. Yeah. <laughs> so you're paying, you know, something crazy for a lip liner that is, you know, $25. But if you were to go to uh, Rite Aid right now and go to the little, you know, you, you can get it for $2, you know. Is that your, is Rite Aid, is that your go-to, your go-to makeup shopping destination? I go, I you know what, I wherever I'm at, if I see something that I think I might need or want, I'll grab it. Um, so I can go to a drugstore and find something, or I can go to uh, the swap meet and grab. I go to the swap meet a lot and buy what I need. Yeah. Um, but then there's uh, other things that I can't get at those places, so I have to go to actual professional makeup stores to get it. Do you get a lot of? I'm like blanking on what that term is. Like a lot of free product from companies. Oh, gratis. <laughs> well, when we worked at the counter, they would say, oh, you have some gratis. So like we would get free product from the company. Um, and then like, um, I get a lot of um, promo stuff from other companies. Like um, I used to partner with, well, I still am like a partner of Hank and Henry Beauty. So they send me a lot of stuff that um, I use and promote for them sometimes. Uh, Trixie sends me a lot of makeup. Um, who else sends me makeup? It's good, it's good to have friends who own makeup companies, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice because you never run out of stuff. You always have something that you can use. So um, that's what I that's what I wanted to ask. I consider myself a minimalist in most respects, uh, mostly because my brain is chaotic enough that I need to keep my like surroundings like pretty streamlined. Do you ever mm -hmm. feel like you have like too much makeup, like you're swimming in it? Or are you thinking like, no, I'm going to use all this shit like, at some point. I'm happy to have it all. I, I What I do is I have like a stock area of makeup that I don't use, but I use it for my clients when I do freelancing. Oh, nice. So I have my makeup and then I have client makeup. My makeup is very minimal. It's 
what I need is my necessities. Yeah. That's it. It's nothing extra. The other client stuff is where it looks like a department store because there's a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of, can we talk about your freelancing? Do you mind yeah. answering questions on that? What kind of um, makeup, obviously, but who are you doing makeup for? What's that um, income stream like? I um, have had the, the privilege of doing makeup for celebrities. Um, nice. My first celebrity client was Raven Simone. Um, I did her for the promos of The View when she was on there. Oh, nice. Um, and then me and Raven used to work at the same mall. So like we, we know of each other's talents and our skills because that's what we do. And so she asked me if I was interested in coming to Drag Race and doing make makeup for Celebrity Drag Race season uh -huh. one. And so I worked with uh, them for that, doing, you know, all the celebrities for that show. And, you know, before though, you know, before being able to do celebrity clients, you know, I always did like a makeup for a, a bride here and there, but, um, or a prom here and there. But uh, now it's mostly based in uh, television and movies that I'm doing my side little hustle now. Okay, cool. And do you, do you have to sign NDAs for a lot of those or is it more public? information uh actually i do <laughs> okay i won't I, I, so I, won't, I won't ask you like detailed questions about that um love me i meant like i mentioned i'm an attorney so love me love, love me a good nda you gotta respect the nda right we love nda <laughs> yeah and then the nda the nda gets you booked right i'm that's why i tell i have some clients and they're like i don't really want to sign this and i'm like you're essentially just being paid to be quiet so like do you want them like you want the money or not yeah, just keep your mouth shut and you and you'll yeah. get your check still so. yeah keep your mouth oh, shut yeah. do the work yeah i've had i've had like clients who uh photograph celebrity weddings and for them you know it's real big because like not only does it need to be confidential they don't want the photos getting linked leaked to the exactly. media so it's a whole thing Okay, awesome. All right, I, I might try this segment on the podcast. You're, you're the first person I'm I'm having uh, the, as actually a professional drag queen. So thank you so much for taking a Yay. leap and trusting me to do this. Um, any like any tax or legal question you have for me that you think would be interesting for the audience? Ooh, um, I, I my tax question will probably be how should I be filing my taxes? Because whenever I do go yeah. when it's tax season, a lot of uh, tax professionals are kind of like, wait, what What do you do? And how, <laughs> what? They're, they're very confused on how to help me out sometimes. So sure. what would be your advice? Yeah, so I mean, this is really the reason why I'm starting this business. It's because I can only imagine when you have like, all you have your bank statements and you're like, here's the amount I spent on wigs this year and makeup and like dresses and forever 21 and whatever that these like 65 year old accountants just are going to look at you like you have 18 heads. So I <laughs> understand that potential dilemma. The way you would file, it's going to be based on your business structure, right? So right now, if you don't have a business, you're just going to file as a sole proprietor, but definitely you want to put all of that on a schedule C. Uh, this is why I'm going to advise everyone to have a business bank account, even if you're like not a corporation or whatever, because in this way, if you're hiring me to do your tax return, I can just look at your bank statements and I'm going to assume that everything from that business account is business income and a business deduction. 
versus if it's in one bank account, we got to spend a ton of time separating out the personal from the business and that gets uh -huh. expensive and time consuming. Yeah, but you want to do that. Um, Ma'am, we could even potentially form an S corporation for you and put you on payroll. Uh, whether that's a good idea really depends on how much income you're bringing in. And I'm going to be doing episodes on all of the very sexy, juicy, exciting details of how those work. But uh, yeah, that's something I do pretty regularly. Okay, cool. Wild and exciting. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, anything I haven't asked you that you really want to talk about, ma'am? Um, no. <laughs> a lot. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for answering all these questions. Before we wrap up, let's talk a little bit about where people should follow you if they want to connect. Well, you can always follow me on social media, every platform at the only mayhem. Um, uh, and that's where I keep everyone updated about my appearances, where I'm at in the world, where you can see me next. Uh -huh. Um, he's always busy doing something <laughs> and anything like anything super exciting on the horizons that we should keep our eyes and ears open for. Um, actually, yes, but I signed an NDA for that. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you'll let but us know. Something is coming up very soon that's going to be amazing. Um, so hopefully everyone will tune in and see. Um, and then uh, I have some other projects I'm working on, but I'm kind of taking a, a break after Pride Month to yeah, recenter and, and, you know, just celebrate me. <laughs> nice. So I'm gonna have some new time for a little bit and then uh, jumping back on tour again after, uh, after Pride Month. Okay, so you said you did say tune in. So I feel like that gives us a little bit of a clue that it's media related, everybody. So I'm playing <laughs> Nancy Drew. All right, well, Mayhem, thank you so much for coming on the Business of Drag podcast. I appreciate it with uh, all of my gay heart. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for inviting me. Hi everyone, it's me, Rockin' Soccer for the cast of season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Do you need help doing your taxes? Of course you do. You're stupid, but you're pretty. You might be a drag queen and you can do dips and splits and all of that other stuff. You can grab a dollar, two dollars, but are you paying Uncle Sam? If you don't know how, you need help. And that's why you need Business of Drag. That's right, you need business of drag. Taxes are a drag, tune in for help from a pro. All right, all you drag performers out there, taxes are stressful. We all know tax season. Taxes are stressful, stress causes wrinkles, and filler is not deductible. Hire us for help. You need it. You really, really do. Hey everyone at home, ooh, there goes my titty. That is not deductible. Mm, okay. Hey everybody, it's me, Welcome Soccer from the Cast Season. Oh, sorry. Hey everybody, it's me, Welcome Soccer from the Cast Season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'm here to tell you that if you're stupid and pretty just like me, you might need help on your taxes, because taxes are a drag, but you need to tune in for help. Oh, motherfucker. I, God damn it, I got this wrong. Okay, one more time. Sorry. Hi everyone, it's me, Welcome Soccer from the Cast Season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. You guys, if you're like me, you're beautiful, absolutely gorgeous, stunning. People run down the street just to get a look at you. But you're also insanely stupid and not good at doing things like math or handling your money. That's why Business of Drag is here. Taxes are a drag. Tune in for help from a pro. Might I add, taxes are stressful. Stress causes wrinkles and filler is not deductible. No, no deductee. Hire us for help. You need it. Business of drag! Pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. Or Uncle Sam will do 
do a split on your throat, metaphorically speaking. Do your taxes. <laughs>